What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Beer Barrel Podcast. I'm your host, Normal Volfin, and today we're going to recap week two of the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, played Austin P at home with the home opener at Neyland. Uh, I know a lot of people thought it was a disappointing win, including myself. I'll be the first one to tell you. Um, but after, you know, a full day of being able to just recap the game and uh, kind of just put all the anger aside during watching the game. But uh, anyways, we'll get right into it. Um, realistically, it really wasn't a bad game. The refs really weren't that great on both sides, um, mostly us, but on both sides, the refs were pretty horrendous. Um, Joe Milton did play pretty well. Now, don't get me wrong. He missed a couple throws, but, I mean, the dude – Threw for 228 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. I mean, can't be mad at him. Um, now, don't get me wrong, during the game, I was pretty, you know, I was thinking the same thing everyone else was. So like, where, what's going on? But a lot of the wide receivers were dropping a couple balls. Not all of it was their fault, but there was some, like a Dante Thornton that hit him right in the hands. He just dropped it. And it was like contagious. It felt contagious at some points where it was just people couldn't do anything. That's why we were throwing like 40 wide receiver screens the whole game. Um, But yeah, you can't blame Joe. Um, I think Joe is a really good quarterback. You just got to get into that, into that mojo. And we got to hope he's all there for this week when we go to the swamp. But um, our running backs did Awesome. Jalen Wright, 118 yards, average 9.1 yards per carry. Come on now. Like, dude's a dog. Jabari Small showed, hey, I got I got it too. He averaged 7.3 yards with uh, 95 yards on 13 attempts. Come on, man. Can't be complaining about that. The wide receivers have stuff to work on, but that's okay to have a bad, a bad game every here, you know, here and then. I'd rather be against Austin P than a Florida or, you know, a Georgia. Okay. So, and a lot of people, I get they're an FCS school and all that, but I mean, even against Pitt last year, Hennon Hooker didn't do that well. Okay. And I mean, we snuck that game out and look, look at last season, you turned it around and it was something special. So let's hope that, you know, they turn it around here in the, uh, well, I hope they turn around this week. Um, but Ramel Keaton had, you know, five receptions for 52 yards with a 10.4 average with a touchdown. Brew McCoy, five receptions, 51 yards, 10.2. Uh, McCallan Caskles had the, his first touchdown as a Tennessee volunteer with that one reception for 43 yards. And I'm actually really excited about him, man. I really think he's going to be something special this year. Um, Squirrel White only had four receptions with 30 yards. And that's pretty much anything – you know, I wouldn't even say special, but um, Dante Thornton didn't even have a catch. You know, I think he's just trying to find his chemistry with this group, and I think we're going to get the Dante Thornton we thought we were getting. It's just give it a matter of time. I think he just he's going to have that one game that makes him break out. Um, our defense played really well. <laughs> they really kept us in this game. They were on the field a lot, a lot. So the 13 points really isn't a uh, a big deal to me because, I mean, they're on the field 70% of that game, it felt like. But Aaron Beasley had a day. That I love Aaron Beasley. That kid's going to be 
insane this year. I mean, he had eight tackles, one assist, and two sacks. I mean, dude was a dude was doing some. Wesley Walker had a really good game, three tackles, three assists, one sack. Tyler Barron, another good day, three tackles, uh, and one sack. Um, even uh Garland. Garland had two tackles, one assist, and a in a sack. So, you know, I'm not really disappointed in the team. Uh I was the the night of. You could see my Twitter page. I was going nuts, but so was everybody. I mean, you can't doubt this team. Uh, we won the game. That's really all that matters. Um, Austin Austin P didn't really do too bad. I mean that, and I'm gonna be the first to say it. People say we have a gimmick offense. That is a gimmick offense. Austin P's offense is ridiculous, and not in a good way. It's just. <laughs> I hate when they set up in a normal like pro style offense and then he waves his hands and like eight people go to the side of the field and it's just it's like what are we doing? We playing rec football. Um but their quarterback uh did pretty well. I mean, threw for 29, 29 for 39, 260 yards, a touchdown and interception and coming from Kamal Haddon. I think Kamal Haddon actually did pretty good um other than the couple calls he got which some of them weren't really anything special to where I don't think he should have gotten it. So, but um, overall they had a uh, their one receiver, Trey Goodman. He had three receptions for seventy yards, average twenty three point three yards per catch with a touchdown. Um, you know, and I just man, this game was so wacky to me. I'm I'm actually really glad this happened this week because if we played like that in the swamp, it would have been probably a loss in my book against the Gators because obviously the Gators are way better than Austin P. I don't care what anyone says. Um, but a lot of people forget to realize, I mean, Alabama played Austin P last year and they only scored 34 on them. Now, don't get, they didn't allow a single point, but I mean – Alabama's defense is probably better than ours at most things. Okay. So I'm not really mad about this game. I think, you know, it's an eye opener for some of the players and the players, man, they, they want to win. I'm not worried about this team with the morale and the, in, in the thought process that's going on in their head. I don't think they're worried about that game. They're going to throw it out and they're going to be ready for the swamp come Saturday on the 16th. It's going to be a night game. It's going to be prime time. And it's put up or shut up. I mean, if 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 Florida loses that game and we win, their season's pretty much over. But the same goes for us. I think if we lose that game, ah, that's going to be such a killer if we lose that game. But I'm fully confident uh, we are seven-and-a-half-point spread favorites right now. So that's as of today on the 11th. Um, but I just I have a hard time seeing Tennessee losing this game. Like you would have to really give it to Florida because I think we have the talent over them. Our defense looks so much better than last year. They don't have Anthony Richardson and Graham Mertz has yet to prove anything to me and to anybody at you know to most people he hasn't proved anything. So I'm kind of I'm thinking a thirty five to twenty four win in the swamp after two decades of not winning there. And I think that pushes Tennessee to have a lot of momentum. I think if you win this game, all the momentum is going to be on our side 
will go into back to Neyland to play UTSA, South Carolina, and Texas A&M all in a row at home. I mean, the book at that point is set at 6-0 and going into Alabama, okay? And Alabama doesn't have an easy schedule either, okay? Like, I think the Alabama game is going to be a thriller again, just like last year. Um, I mean, they have to play uh, – they play South Florida this week coming up, which they will most likely win. Um, then they go to Ole Miss – or Ole Miss comes to them, and then they go to Mississippi State, and then Texas A&M, and then Arkansas, and then us, and then LSU, and then Kentucky, and then Auburn. It's like, man, they have a rough schedule, and I said it before the season even began, they have a potential of losing five games. I don't think they lose five games, but they have a potential of losing five games. And that's not saying we don't have a potential of losing four. Okay, we we can, but we have to stay stay the course one game at a time. Just go win the game. Okay. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't sweat this week too. Be happy it came week two against Austin P and not against Florida at the swamp. Okay. But um other than that, I got a couple questions from Valforlot 42. Uh he said, talk about the positive, so much negative is the focal point we're going to tune it up and be just fine and i completely agree with you man i'm not even i'm not sweating it i was the night of and i'm i know a lot of people were but i mean you can't focus on the negatives man look at the positives still no interception for joe milton i know we didn't get to see nico play and everyone wanted to see Nico, you know, throw his first touchdown, all that. Nico's going to get his shot, man. Nico's going to, you know, do his thing. And uh, I'm not worried, like I said. Um, but the man, the myth, the legend, Vol Equalizer, uh, said, in the past, teams have hammered the smaller schools by a lot. Why are we seeing these games closer now? And he said, example, Kentucky, Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, I'm assuming North Carolina or South Carolina, us, et cetera. Um, if you're just talking about the Austin P game, and I'm assuming you are, I mean, to me, we just had an off day. I mean, that's all you could say is we had an off day. Wide receivers dropping passes. Um, you know, you can't make that up. They're Division One all-star type guys. I mean, like Brew McCoy, five-star coming out of high school, you, you know, last year he did so good. I mean, you got to have an off day. It's okay. Um, but, you know, like I said, I'm going off. You're just talking about the Austin P game. But, you know, even Kentucky this week. Kentucky had a rough time, too, until the second half. I mean, Devin Leary didn't do too well, but, you know, he turned it around. It just happens. You have that off day. Um what what can I say? I mean, you can't really predict having that off day here and then. But, you know, Kentucky only beat Eastern Kentucky by 11 points. And that's, like, mind-blowing to me. Like, if, if Kentucky plays like that against Tennessee, they're going to get blown out again. And I, I still think we're going to beat them by two to three scores, even in Kroger Field. I just don't see it because there's going to be a lot of Tennessee fans there. A lot of, you know, 
could be another Tennessee takeover there. I don't care what anyone says. Even you, Kentucky Calvary, okay? Um, but, yeah, man, everyone has bad days. I don't even consider the Austin P game a bad day for Joe. It was an average day for Joe. But you're going to get that Joe that throws for 350 one game. And it might be in the swamp because he's going home and he's – I think he's going to ball out. I think he's going to ball out. But, um, yeah, well, that caps it off for the week two recap. Um, this week I'll probably have another podcast, and I'm probably going to try and get a Florida guy on the pod to just talk the game, um, hopefully find a realist and be able to have a civil discussion. But, um, but yeah, that's it. I appreciate you guys listening. Hey, man, we're 2-0, all right? We're going to the Swamp. I think it's going to be a big momentum shift. We win that game. I think Tennessee is going to really see a big momentum shift, okay? But uh, you guys have a great day. I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. It really, I really, really do appreciate it. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. It's free. It, it helps out the podcast a lot. Um, if you're on Spotify, you can go ahead and rate us. Um, you can message us on Twitter and let us know what, like any questions you have to, you know, get a shout out on the podcast. I'd love to answer your guys' questions or, you know, comments about the team. Um, I'm hoping Kentucky Calvary will be back on here shortly. Busy, busy man. And uh, yeah, once again, guys, I appreciate you guys listening. This is the beer barrel podcast. I'm normal Vol fan. Y'all have a great day.